Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you so much. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mighty hand of protection over our lives. Father, we are what you are, Lord, by your grace and by your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be gathered in your name. Your word says that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Father, this gathering is not unto a man. This gathering is unto you, Lord. And because of that, we know that you are here with us. We pray, O oh God, I commit myself into your hands. I ask, O oh God, that you be merciful to me. Wash me and cleanse me from every sin. I pray, O oh God, that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. I pray, O oh God, that you minister through me, that I will not be seen, but Father, you will be seen. I pray, O oh God, that your word will go forth unhindered. Your word will go forth and accomplish the purpose for which you please. I pray, O oh God, committing every heart here, Lord. I pray, O oh God, that our hearts will be opened to your word. And I pray, O oh God, that your word will take deep roots in our hearts. David said that your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. I pray, O oh God, that every kind of obstacle, O oh God, will give way to your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray for healing and I pray for deliverance as your word come forth. Your word says that you send forth your word and you heal us of all our diseases. Father, we are believing you for healing this morning. We are believing you for deliverance this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, I come against every foul spirit. I come against every spirit of distraction. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I take every thought captive. And I bring it to the subjection and to the obedience of your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray with thanksgiving. And all the saints will shout, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we be seated? Before I minister, I want to call on my dear sister Jennifer. Where is sister Jennifer? To sing a song for us. The song says that you can come as you are. Amen. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed. His grace is greater still than all of your wrong choices. He is full of mercy, he is ever kind, hear his invitation, his arms are open wide, you can come as you are, with all your broken pieces, all your sinful scars, the pain you hold in your heart. Bring it all to Jesus. You can come as you are. 
Louder than the voice The whispers you're unworthy Hear the sound of love Tells a different story Shattering your darkness And pushing through the lies How tenderly he calls you His eyes are open wide You can come as you are With the rock in pieces Oh, come on Jesus is here mm. Oh, his presence I feel That's Santa Barbara Give it all to Jesus You can come as you are You can come as you are With your broken pieces And all your shameful scars The pain you hold in your heart Bring it all to Jesus You can come as you are You can come as you are Though your broken pieces are Bring it all to Jesus. You can come as you are. 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 He's calling you. You can come as you are. Open your heart. Come as you are. Give it all to Jesus. Come as you are. Open up. Come as you are. He's calling. He's calling. He's calling. Come as you are. Jesus is calling. You are, he needs to feel your praise. Come as you are, he needs to feel your worship. Come as you are, Jesus is calling. Come as you are, don't let him leave you behind. Come as you are, oh, and he will lift you up. You are come as you are, come as you are. You can come as you are with all your broken pieces and all your shameful scars. The pain you Jesus, you can come as you are, you can come as you are, with all your broken pieces and all your shameful scars, 
and the pain you hold in your heart bring it all to Jesus you can come as you Amen. You don't need to change. You don't need to do anything. Hallelujah. But just come as you are. Hallelujah. Jesus said that, Come, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to thank God for this privilege to minister the word of God to you. And I thank God that all you beautiful people, very important people, can just gather to hear the word of God from somebody like me. It's a privilege. Hallelujah. And I thank God for the father that I have in ministry, Bishop Dagiwood Mills. He's the one who said that I could be a pastor. Otherwise, I would not be standing here. And he's one person that has given opportunities for women. Hallelujah. And so when you come to Lighthouse, you see a lot and lots and lots of women who are working in the ministry. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for the apostle that we have in North America. <laughs> apostle Joel. I thank God for all the heavyweight pastors. Sister Mami calls them the powers that be, <laughs> Reverend Osei, Reverend Nathaniel Achampong, all the powerful ministers that we have the privilege of serving under. And I thank God for his covering, hallelujah. And so because of that, I am going to preach, pa. <laughs> hallelujah. And I just want to share something very, uh, that, that touches my heart. And I just want to share from my heart with you. Hallelujah. The title of my message is Overcoming Obstacles to Your Intimacy with God. Hallelujah. Overcoming Obstacles to your intimacy with God. Not intimacy with your boyfriend. Not intimacy with your husband is good. But I am talking about intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so many times there are things that stand in the way of us reaching to the most important person who is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I just want to use the account of the woman with the alabaster box to minister to 
all of us this morning. Hallelujah. So let's turn our Bibles to Mark. Is there a projector that will be projecting? Or oh, my own arm must provide me my salvation, right? It looks like my own arm must provide me my salvation. So let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. If you are there, say, praise the Lord. Mark chapter 14. After two days was the feast of the Passover, I'm reading from the King James, and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, not on the feast day, lest there will be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany, that is Jesus, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, of spignard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Leave her alone. Why trouble ye her? She has wrought a good work on me. For the poor, you will always have. And whenever ye will, you may do them good. But me, ye have not always. So she has done what she could. She is come aforehand to anoint my body to the burial. Verily I say unto you, wherever this gospel shall be preached throughout the world, this also that she has done shall be spoken of as a memorial to her. Hallelujah. The same account is in Luke chapter 7, I believe. Verse 36. So let's look at that account too. Luke chapter 7. From verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. That is Jesus. And when he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet, 
And behold, a woman in the city. Everyone say, a woman in the city. Which was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and she stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with his tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with ointment. Now the Pharisees, now the Pharisee, which had bidden him saw it. He spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Is that not amazing? This man was saying whatever she was saying in his head. It was in his thoughts. But Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, you see this King James, it has a, a way of making life very difficult. Let's see whether we can get a more friendly, uh, what do you think? Yeah, this our fourth time and before a, it's like, it's not a, very commodious. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I can't find my NLT. Can somebody read for me? Yes. Who has NLT? You have NLT. Yes. NIV. NLT. Yes. Please read for me. Read that account for me. Hallelujah. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told the story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, 
I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he returned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Hallelujah. The scripture says, a woman of the city who was a sinner. I thought that the Bible said that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you see, this woman was described with who she was. Hallelujah. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. When a woman sins, Sister Mami says that that woman's sin is multiplied by a thousand. And when a man sins, the man's sins is divided by a thousand. <laughs> Hallelujah. When somebody is going to marry the lady, they will have all manner of questions to ask. Is she a virgin? Is she a virgin? Has she, how many boyfriends has she had? What has she done before? But the man, nobody will ask any question. It's like, it's okay, cry. But the woman, hallelujah. The Bible says that a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that Jesus had come to the Pharisee's home, she took an alabaster box with rare perfumes. That's what, how the Bible describes it. Precious ointments. Very expensive. And when she entered, she went straight to her Lord. Hallelujah. To get intimate with her Lord. Amen. She, as she was coming, I'm sure that she knew. I mean, if they say that it was a woman of the city, it means that she was very well known. And the fact that she's also described as a sinner. Hallelujah. That's why I made Sister Jennifer sing that song. That you can come to the Lord just as you are. Hallelujah. And the Lord receives you. And the Lord accepts you. The Lord is not looking at your past. 
The Lord is not looking at where you are coming from. For him, what is important is that you are coming to him. Amen. So when she entered, first the account in Mark talks about Simon the leper. When she entered the house and poured the oil on Jesus, the Bible says the men that were around, they were filled with indignation. And some were saying that, what a waste. This very precious and expensive ointment, why are you going to pour it on Jesus Christ? It could have been sold and given to the poor. Hallelujah. And Jesus answered them and said that, leave her alone. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. For she has done a great work on me. She has done a great work on me. And what she has actually done is that she has prepared me for my burial. And the Bible says that Jesus said that everywhere that the gospel is preached, what this woman has done will be for a memorial. Hallelujah. And today, thousands of years after, we are here and we are talking about the story of this woman. Just like Jesus said, that wherever the gospel is preached, what she has done will stand as a memorial for the gospel and for what she has done for me. Amen. And that she has done what she could. She has done what she could. What can you do for the Lord? Hallelujah. Many times, what you have to do for the Lord, you go through a lot of obstacles and criticisms. Hallelujah. But this woman, I mean, first, she was not supposed to come to the home of a Pharisee. Because all the Pharisees are the righteous people. Do you understand? They are the righteous people and they were into uh, making a public show of their religion. Standing in the street corners and even when they have to pray, they are still looking down on others who they consider as sinners. Hallelujah. So one, being a woman... She was not supposed to even come near to the Pharisee's home. And even think of coming close to Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. So you see the major obstacles that were in this woman's way. Hallelujah. And this morning I came to tell you that for you to be able to do what you can do for the Lord... You need to overcome all the obstacles that will come your way. And there will be obstacles that will come your way to prevent you for, from getting close and intimate with Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand that this Christian life, it is not about church. 
It is not about going to church and coming. It is about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, this is a, an obstacle. <laughs> and I will not allow it to stand in my way. Hallelujah. There will be obstacles. This woman came to Jesus in the face of criticisms. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you are doing something for the Lord, you hear people talking. And they are talking undertones. They are talking with their eyes. Hallelujah. And they are saying all manner of things. And you see it on their faces and in their eyes. That, mm. And you have that feeling that you don't belong. When we the righteous people and we the people that matter. When we are doing things. You do not belong. You are an non-entity. Be far away there. You don't belong. Hallelujah. But Jesus answered and retorted and told the people that leave her alone. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. But you see, this woman, she really didn't care. I am the woman of the city. It's okay. As far as I'm concerned, there is one important thing that I need to do. There's one important person that I need to get close to. It's not the Pharisee, it's not the pastor, it's not my shepherd, but it is the master that I want to deal with. Hallelujah. Amen. It is the master that I want to deal with. So I don't care what you think of me. Yes, my dress may not look right. And when you look at my past, it doesn't seem that I belong. But Jesus is here to tell you as a woman that let everybody leave you alone. As far as she's concerned, what you are doing for him is a great work. Because you are not doing it for a man. But you are doing it for Jesus. For many people will say a whole lot of things. When you read some. 3 verse 2, it says that many say, many, many say that there is no hope for this person in the Lord. But thou, O Lord, but thou, O Lord, but thou, O Lord, art a shield about me and the lifter of my head. The Bible will talk about being lifting the person's head because maybe the person's head is bowed. As this woman was coming, she was coming through her shame. She was coming through her pain. She was coming through her past. When you listen to the, the song of the alabaster box, it says that no longer so. As she, she tried to make her way to the most important thing, who is Jesus Christ. 
through the shame that flashed her face and the tears that blinded her eyes, she still pushed through. No matter what anybody thought, no matter what anybody thought, or no matter what anybody said, she didn't care. She did not care. She did not care. I want, I, if you are here and you are doing something in the house of the Lord, you are doing something for the Lord, what you have to understand that there will be many that say, I said there will be many that say, there will be many who will criticize you. There will be many who will find everything wrong with what you are doing. Amen. There will be many who would have all manner of things to say about what you are doing. Even try to let tell people about your real motive for what you are doing. And you see, if I had been in the time of Jesus, I would have said the same thing. Hey, now this woman, where are you coming from? Jesus has come here. Then you two, you have come. You came, you won't say hello to anybody. You have broken all protocol. You have entered. You have come straight. You have come to stand behind Jesus Christ. You are weeping. You are kissing uh, uh, his feet. Oh, this is a strange woman. She's a strange woman. Ah, what is this? What is this? What, what, what do you think? We would have said the same thing. What, what are you doing? You have broken all protocol. A woman of the city who was a sinner. You are not supposed to come close. You are coming to seduce Jesus. You see, you are coming to seduce the man of God with your some way of serving. Hallelujah. I would have said the same thing. And we would all have been right. Because as we are looking at what has been described here, doesn't it look some way? This woman is a strange woman. She's a strange woman. And indeed she was a strange woman. That, because she's described as the woman of the city. You see, like a grocery store. Everybody goes in there to shop. But she still came. Hallelujah. And as she came and she was pouring her love on the master, weeping, she could not even speak. Hallelujah. She could not even speak. She was full of so much emotion and passion and love for the master. You see? And so when she was doing that and the Pharisee, was saying in his head, I look at this woman, a sinner. This man, she's not a prophet. If she was a prophet, she would have discerned that this person who is touching him, the sort of things that this woman has even handled, she's not supposed to come close to the master and even to touch him. And even to touch him. Hallelujah. 
It's like the woman with the issue of blood. She was also coming through her pain and her weakness and her issues. She would not allow anything to stop her. She pushed through the crowd. And she said that there is only one person that is important here. And if I manage to touch him, if I manage to get close, not to the disciples, not to the shepherds, but to get to Jesus, I will be made whole. Hallelujah. Beloved, I am here to tell you as women that the most sacred place, the most wonderful place, the most pure and sacred place for you to be is at the feet of Jesus Christ. And to touch him in an intimate way. And he likes that. I said Jesus likes that. Other people may not like it, but Jesus himself likes it. When you get so close to him, and you touch him, and you minister to him in worship, in praise, in adoration. Sometimes when we come to church, and it is worship time, we are so stiff. We are like people who have been baptized in starch. And we had drunk lemon juice without sugar before we came to church. So as the worship is going on, which is an opportunity for you to pour your love for the master, this was worship that the woman was giving to Jesus. Hallelujah. With a lot of passion. I said with a lot of passion. With a lot of passion. Amen. Others had a problem with it. And so when we come to church, worship time, we are all... Every praise to our God. Every word of worship. And even your face. It's not going anywhere. I said it's not going anywhere. I said it's not going anywhere. Because you are not getting to the heart of the master. You are not getting close to Jesus. And the worship and the praise is not about how much the songs are jamming. When we come before the Lord, the songs are not for you, but they are songs that we are pouring our love on Jesus Christ and touching his heart. Hallelujah. And pouring our love on him because he has done so much for us. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he took our sins and placed it upon him. And died in our place that we may become the righteousness of God. Are you not grateful to God for your salvation? Are you not grateful to God for the one who has saved you and delivered you from sin and from shame? Hallelujah. So she came. And as Simon was saying all that, Jesus said, let me tell you a parable. Somebody owed two people. One owed so much and the other not so much but the one that they owed decided to forgive them both who do you think will love him the most 
I said, I guess the one that you have forgiven much. Yes, she was a woman of the city and the Bible says that she was a sinner. And Jesus actually uh, confirmed it that this woman who is a sinner, for her sins are many. And because of that, she felt how much she has been forgiven. To him that is given much, much is required. Hallelujah. Are you grateful for your salvation? Where God has plugged you from. Maybe some of you are still far away and you haven't come close. But this morning I'm here to tell you that you need to overcome all the obstacles, the criticisms, what people are thinking of. Sometimes you, you, you know exactly what people are thinking of you. Even though they are not saying it. You know what they are thinking of. As they say one sentence, you already know that this and this and this and this and this is what they are putting together and they are thinking of me. But don't let that stop you from loving God. Don't let that stop you from doing whatever you are doing for the Lord. For God has actually given us the ability to do so much for him. When you read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says that we are his workmanship, created after God in true holiness, that we may do the good works that God has preordained that we will do them. Hallelujah. So as you are sitting here as a woman, you think that you don't matter. Hallelujah. But you don't know that God has deposited so much in you. And all you have to do is to just break forth. Break out of all the criticisms, of all the walls that people are putting around you and get close to the master. Hallelujah. Because he's the most important thing. Amen. She overcame the criticisms to get close. She overcame her baggage. She overcame her shameful scars. She overcame her past. That it doesn't matter. Even if I have been a prostitute, I can still get close to the master. Even if I have been a thief. Even if I have been an adulterer, I can still come to Jesus. When that woman was caught in the very act of adultery, that, that, that story really amazes me that they brought the woman. I told you that when a woman does something, it is multiplied by a thousand. Now tell me, if there is adultery, it takes two to tango. Is that not it? It takes two. But the men, the Bible says the five men, they caught this woman. And they brought the, the, the woman to Jesus. And they said that this one, Jesus, fili, fili, kadochi. It means that the evidence is right here. I'm sure this woman was pulled half naked. Because they said in the very act, 
Where was the man that she committed adultery with? And what were those men doing around that house? What were they doing? They were watching. That's pornography, is that not it? I said that is pornography. They were watching her. Look at her. What? And they brought only the woman to Jesus. I don't think that if this woman wanted to meet Jesus, that was the way she wanted to meet Jesus. But she was brought. She came as to how she was. And while the people were saying that, listen, Jesus, this one, she was caught in the very act, as you can see. As you can see. As you can see. Jesus did not say anything to them. She just stooped to the level of the woman to even get closer. Because she had been pushed down in front of Jesus. I don't think that woman was standing. No. So Jesus ignored all that they were saying and wanted to be intimate. With the, I thank God that I have a God who can stoop so low to my level. She can stoop very low to my level, no matter where I have been. With my shame, with my scars, with my baggage, she, he can come so low to my level. And Jesus began to write on the floor. And then she said, okay, anyone who has not committed any sin before should be the first person to cast a stone. Then they began to think. What the first sin was that they were all voyeurists. Do you know what a voyeur is? A voyeurist is someone who is a peeping tom. And that was what all of them were. So as they saw that, they said, okay, we have sinned. So one by one, no one could cast a stone. But Jesus, the only one who was qualified. I said Jesus was the only one who was qualified. He was the sinless son of God. He went down to the level of the woman. And then she asked the woman, where are your accusers? As you are trying to get close to the Lord and do something for the Lord, you will have people who will accuse you. Hallelujah. But Jesus is here to silence every accuser in your life. So he silenced all the accusers. And then she asked the woman, where are your accusers? No one could accuse you. And then he said, my Lord, no one. And then Jesus, the only one who was qualified to cast the stone and condemn this woman. She said that neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Sometimes we think that where we have come from and what we have done, we can't even receive God's forgiveness because we think that we are so sinful. We think that we are so dirty. We think that we have made such irreparable mistakes. And we cannot recover. And we cannot even accept God's forgiveness. 
But Jesus went low to this woman and said, you know something? Me too. I don't condemn you. I forgive you. But go and sin no more. And I believe that Jesus gave this woman the ability to go and not to sin anymore. As many as received him, to them gave he power. I said, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. I don't know where you have been. I don't know what you have done. But I'm here to tell you that if only you will open your heart and come close to Jesus and accept him as your Lord and as your personal savior this morning, he will give you the power to live a life that pleases him. Go and sin no more. How would the woman be able to do that if she had not been empowered by Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. So come just as you are with your half-naked clothes caught in the very act of adultery with all your mistakes, with all your shame. The most important person is the master Jesus Christ. And as you come close to him and open up yourself, he will forgive you your sins. He will wash you. He will cleanse you. And he will give you the power and the ability to live for him and to please him. Hallelujah. She overcame that. She came and as she was coming, she overcame the fact that she was useless in life. A woman of the city is not anything to write home about. But she overcame that thought and the fact that she thinks that she's worthless and does not belong. But she thought that she had something. She had something that was precious. She had her hair. She had her tears. She had the ointment to pour it on Jesus' feet. To wet, to wet, to wet Jesus' feet with the tears. And Jesus was telling the, the Pharisee that when I came to your house, it was the, the, the culture of the day and it was Ketsi that as people have traveled long, because they used to work, walk a lot. And those of you who uh, were able to go to Israel some time ago in 2011, you realize that that place is a very dusty place. So one of the Ketsis was that you must have water as the uh, people, guests come into your home, you will wash their feet. And then also you will have ointment to anoint the people's hair. All these things, the righteous Pharisee who knew all the religious rituals and everything did not do any of the above. Sometimes you see, you will see a need, but you tell yourself that, oh, I'm not anybody who can do anything. So I don't want to do anything. But there is nothing that is useless. Even your tears, the Bible says that he carries them. The Bible says that your tears are put in a cup. Let's look at that scripture. The tears are useful. Some of you, you cry a lot. And you cry senseless cries. Let your tears, let it move you to 
Jesus. Let it move you to the feet of Jesus. Not just crying for crying's sake. Hallelujah. But let your tears, let your pain. Usually when you are in tears, it means that you are in pain. Is that not it? You are in pain. And you may be going through a lot. Let those things move you to the feet of Jesus. I said let them move you to the feet of Jesus. Because even your tears are precious. Your tears are precious. Your tears are precious. I said your tears, they are precious. Let's look at, where is that scripture? Let me look. Psalm what? Psalm 56 verse 8. Can somebody read that for me? Verse 8 and 9. Do you have it? You see, I'm technologically challenged, so if I move from here to here, things may not go well. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 56, verse 8. Yes. In James' version. Thou tellest my wandering. No, give me in New Living Translation. Okay. 8 and 9. You keep track of all my sorrows you have collected all my tears in your bottle wow you have recorded each one in your book wow verse 9 my enemies will retreat when i call to you for help this i know god is on my side amen put your hands together for the lord hallelujah it says that you make a note of all my tears and you collect them in a bottle. And you keep them in the record of your books. Hallelujah. As a woman, I don't know the things that have made you shed tears. Sometimes as you are sharing tears, your husband will say that every time is like that. I don't even care anymore. Those tears, let them move you to the important place. The person who will collect the tears and will keep them. And will mark them in his book. It's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's not a man. It's not your husband. It's not your children. It's not the people around you. But Jesus marks your tears. Amen. Jesus marks your tears. She overcame what she thought was precious. And that she had to hold on to it. When it comes to our hair, it is precious. Every type of hair. The ones that you have gone to get from the store. The different types. Hey! Brazilian, Peruvian. Hey! Then what? Indian. And then the natural hair. Very precious. Women, we don't joke with our hair. So for that woman to use this hair to wipe Jesus' feet. Jesus' feet were dirty. I mean, it was Jesus Christ, but his feet were dirty. 
She puts that image down. Some of us, when we come before the Lord, we come high and mighty. God sees our put together. Our hearts are very far away. Hallelujah. We are so conscious of our image and how we look. And so even during worship time, if you cry, the mascara will go off. We don't want that. So we'll keep the mascara on. And we will hold on to our emotions. And we will not let ourselves go before Jesus. Hallelujah. And then, when we see somebody else, who is all out there, we say, hey, what, what, what? What is going on with that lady? Then you point to somebody. Is she okay? Is she okay? Is she okay? Is everything okay with her? What has happened? No, nothing has happened. She is just pouring out her love on the master. She is pouring her love on the master. Nothing is wrong. It's not because her husband died seven years ago. That is why she's crying in worship. Amen. It's not because she has lost her father. That is why she's crying in worship. But she's pouring her love on the master. She's pouring her love on the master. Because sometimes they'll be like, is everything okay with that woman? Why is it that when it comes to worship, worship time, what's going on? Then you point to say, what's going on? What's going on with her? No, there's nothing going on. She's pouring her love on the master. Hallelujah. She overcame the minds of people that they don't speak. And you know that they are thinking a whole lot of things in their head. Amen. She overcame mediocrity. Amen. This is a perfect display of love, passion, and emotion in worship. Amen. As compared to all the men who were sitting down, and some even doubting whether Jesus was a prophet. And when she turned, he turned to the woman and said that your sins are forgiven. Then others said, nah, who is he even to forgive sins? You see, so they were doubting the deity of Jesus. And the power that Jesus had to be able to forgive sins. One person was saying that this man, if he says he's a prophet, how can that he cannot see? But you see, as I am going on, let me chip in this. When this woman came and was displaying all this passion and praise, she did it publicly. I said she did it publicly. Let me chip it in here before you tell me that this prophet says that, wash my feet with your tears and wipe them with your hair and get intimate. She did it 
publicly. Everybody saw it. Do not go into that closet at a corner somewhere and give this intimacy to any man of God. When you do it, you have to do it publicly so that we will all see. I thought that I had to chip in this. <laughs> Hallelujah. She overcame mediocrity. When you read the, the book of uh, Luke chapter 8, the Bible talks about certain women who ministered to Jesus out of their substance. So it's like they used to minister to Jesus, whatever they had, they would like do whatever they had to do and minister to Jesus. But for this woman, that is all that she had. One, a woman of the city. And that thing was very precious. So probably all that she had been doing, she had gotten everything into this precious and expensive ointment to give it to Jesus. She gave her very best. Hallelujah. I said she gave her very best to the master. She overcame mediocrity. Hallelujah. When we are doing things in the house of the Lord and when we are doing things for God, let us do it to perfection. Let's just don't say that Oh, it's okay. One, two, three. When you put it together, it's working. It's working. It's working. Cry. No, it's not working. It is for God that you are doing it for. Amen. And so do your utmost best. Your all. Give your very best for God to be able to say that you have done what you can for the master. Hallelujah. She overcame mediocrity. She also overcame procrastination. Procrastination. Jesus said that she has prepared me aforetime for my burial. Aforetime, beforehand. Some of us, we say to ourselves, okay. Now, I'm very busy with my children. Where is uh, Sister Ivy? I have three children under three years. So, don't expect me to be doing anything. You know, I have to wait after all these children have grown, they have gone to college and everything. Then there's time. I can do something for God. Oh, when I finish the university, then I can serve God. But for now... I cannot do anything else. Oh, my work is a very busy, busy work. I work in the corporate world. There is no time. I can't put anything in between to do for God when I retire and I have all the time. Then I will do something for the Lord. But for now, I can't do much. I will do this when this and this and this and this have all been done and things have settled, then I, no. I said, no. She overcame procrastination. She realized that this is the very time that I have to do this. Hallelujah. This is the very time 
Hebrews 15 says that today, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today, today, John says that, say ye not that there are three or four months and the harvest will be here. But now, he says that, look out. The fields are all white and waiting. This is actually the time for you to do anything that you have to do for God. Hallelujah. Because if you wait, that opportunity may even go away. And you will not even have the opportunity to do it again. Hallelujah. I remember when we were building the uh, cathedral, the first cathedral that we had in Ghana. Bishop will ask that somebody should pay, if you can pay for the door, if you can pay for uh, maybe 10 cements, if you can pay for a thousand blocks, this is the time. Do whatever you can. Now we, you, we don't even have that opportunity to be now donating for blocks, to be now, the time is gone. Hallelujah. So while it is now, I must do the works of him that sent me now. Hallelujah. Now, you see, the other women, they waited. When Jesus had been buried, then they put themselves together. And then they went with their spices and their ointment to anoint Jesus' body. And when they got there, surprise. The angel said that, what are you looking for? They said, we are looking for the master. We came to anoint his body. And then the angel said that, ah, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? He is risen a long time ago and he is gone. If there was anything that they had to do for Jesus, they had to do it before his burial. That is why she was, Jesus was saying that she has done a very great work and has prepared me for my burial. And wherever this gospel is preached, what he has done will be for a memorial. Beloved sisters, women of God, if there is anything that you need to do for God, now is the time. Don't procrastinate. This woman did not procrastinate. Timely valuation. Timely valuation. Hallelujah. It is time for you to value people now. Amen. Value your pastor. If there's any appreciation that you need to give, this is the time to give that appreciation. Hallelujah. The people in your life, your parents, don't wait until they have passed away. Then now you are gathering yourself. And sometimes even borrowing money. To go and do wild show. Meanwhile, when this parent of yours was alive, he will not get you to send him or her even $100. But now that she has died, that is the time that you are coming to do show. She's not seeing it. And it's not of any benefit to, 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 to her or him. 
It's not a good work that you are writing because you are doing it later, crowd that the person cannot see what you are doing. Amen. Value your parents now. Value your pastor now. Value your siblings now. Wives, value your husbands now. Amen. Now. You see, you have given all your concentration on these children. And you are not minding the man in the house. But what you have, that have to understand is that these children that you are spending all your time and not minding your husband. These children, they are growing. Oh. They are growing. After some time. Dave, uh, uh, Ajoa. David will come and say that I have seen Shaniqua and I am going with, with Shaniqua. Mommy, kiss you, mommy. Bye. Amen. Gone. And then, this is your husband that you don't mind. She's the one that Jack Toronto, she's the one that you are left with. The children that you are spending all your time, everything is about my children, my children, my children, hey, my children, hey, my children. Hey, those children, they will grow. And they will, they will leave. When they even go to school, they don't want to come back home. And then you are like, wow. Opana is the one that is left with you in the house. Amen. Opana is the one that is left in the house with you. So she overcame procrastination and gave timely valuation. Hallelujah. She overcame her pain. She overcame her weakness. She overcame her shame and everything just to get intimate with the master. It doesn't matter where you have been. I said, it doesn't matter where you are coming from. Yes, people may call you names and criticize you for the things that you are doing. But know that whatever you are doing, it is for the most important person. It is not for other people to know that you can do something, but you are doing it for Jesus. I pray that this morning, this morning, you overcome every obstacle, anything that stands in your way from getting intimate to the master. I want to give you an opportunity. If you are here and you don't know the Lord as your personal savior, the Bible says that today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through his son Jesus Christ. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ and to begin that intimate walk and journey with the master. Some of you too, maybe you have backslidden or the, all, a whole lot of things that you used to do in church. You have ceased from doing it because of a comment from somebody or because of something that somebody said and you are so hurt, and because of that, it is stopping you 
from doing whatever you did, you used to do for the Lord. I want you to have a change of mind and rededicate your life to God and say that I am coming back to you, Lord. I am coming back to you to do whatever I have to do for you. Amen. There is no condemnation for you. I said there is no condemnation for you. Jesus does not condemn you. Even though you may be a woman of the city with many sins. But to him that is forgiven much, that person laughs much. I pray that this morning you will give your life to Christ. You can come as you are with all your broken pieces and all your shameful past. The pain you hold in your heart, give them all to Jesus. You as you are with all your broken pieces and all your shameful scars the pain you hold in your heart bring it all to Jesus if you are here and you want to give your life to Christ you want to say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I am coming back. I am coming back to Jesus. I want to begin to have an intimate relationship with the Lord. I want to give you the opportunity. Lift your hand and I'm going to pray with you. Is there anybody here who wants to give his life to Christ? The Master is waiting. Today, if you hear his voice, say that, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart. If you will open your hearts, I will come in and sup with you. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you glory and we give you praise. Father, this afternoon, we open our hearts to you. We say that come in, touch us, heal us. And restore us unto yourself. And give us a fresh zeal. Give us a fresh understanding. Lord, to love you once again. And to do whatever we can in your kingdom and for you. We thank you that you hear us when we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you.